Welcome to another episode of Jason Sims Puts You in Your Place, a series of conversations with creative people about how the places in their lives affect them and their work. I'm not Jason Sims, I'm guest host Noah Jacobs, and yesterday I read a whole email from the White House thinking that it was from Waffle House. Jason is away this week, but you can find this podcast at sliceglobal.com, look for it in the podcast tab or on iTunes. You can contact Jason on Twitter at, at Jason underscore Sims, that's J-A-S-O-N underscore S-I-M-S, or through email at emailjasonsims at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at, at Noah, that's N-O-W-A-H, or online at noahjacobs.com. Now, let's say hello to our guest, Maeve Higgins. Hi, Noah. Hi, Maeve. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm fine. I'm just distracted, but I'm about to focus. Okay, good. Tell us who you are and what you do, Maeve. Well, my name is Maeve Higgins and I'm a comedian and and I live in London and I'm also a writer. And you're in London right now? Yeah, I'm in London at the moment. Yeah, I'm in Hackney in the east side east side <laughs> of London and my window is open. This is like kind, and I live on a very busy street. Mm -hmm. And I think some guys across the road are about to start playing loud music. <laughs> <laughs> um, if the worst comes to the worst, I'll close my window. It might be nice mood music for what we're about to get into. Yeah, I mean, I know what they're going to play because they play it at, like almost every evening. I really like it. It's like <laughs> Caribbean. They have like giant speakers in their front, um, in their front garden. And like, so yeah, so I know what it is. So I think it would suit me very well. There <laughs> <laughs> in rural Ireland where I'm from, mm -hmm. is these beats, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was going to be my next question, which I knew the answer to already, but London's not where you're from. No, it's where I'm at. Right. I'm from Ireland. I'm from um, Cove down, yeah, down at the bottom of Ireland. So, and I just, yeah, and I lived there until, um, just until this year, actually, I just moved over here. Mm -hmm. I imagine that most of our listeners are not from Ireland. So how, how far away are you from where you grew up in London? Oh, I'm not really far. I mean, um, walking, it would take, <laughs> like, I'm about an hour and a half, um, an hour and a half flight from, from Ireland. So like, obviously if you're from a big country like the States, that doesn't sound like anything, but like technically I'm in a different country, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not like, it's not like wildly different. I mean, it's, um, it's really nearby and it's not like the same food and weather. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's different government though. Uh, is your, is your whole family, are you, do you go far back in, in that part of Ireland? I think so. Yeah. We, um, like I grew up in like my, the house that would like I think my great great grandfather built it and then you know my dad grew up in it and then actually it was just used as a potato shed for a while. <laughs> but then my parents moved in <laughs> and they grew all of us little <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah I think yeah I mean my parents look chillingly alike <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think they're but you know they grew up three miles away from each other and um yeah, all on the same island. Cove is like an island. It's not like a it's not like a dramatic romantic Irish island. It's <laughs> just like an island, just like tucked into a little harbor. And there's like a bridge, and you know, it's not. 
you know it's not like windswept right it's just quite um <laughs> cute but it's not very um sometimes i i just say like i'm from an island i'm from an island off the coast of ireland <laughs> act like i'm interesting but um it's not really it's not really that um that mystical but um it's pretty it's like a pretty seaside town um and it's we got a fair share of americans because like it's where like Tita- titanic stopped there just before you know that the end it was the was it yeah. the last stop it was yeah yeah it was cut out of the movie which was um unfortunate well not on things it doesn't matter but <laughs> it would have been good for the tourist trade <laughs> also when it stopped in cove cove used to be called queenstown so um but then it's changed its name to cove um since ireland became a republic before <laughs> but um yeah, so yeah, yeah, born there, and most of my family still live there. A few of us have are living abroad. Like my, I've got a sister who is works for UNICEF and she travels all over. And then my other brother is a geologist and he he travels all over as well. I read in your book that you live with your sister. Do you still live with your sister? I lived with her for years in um in Dublin, but when I moved here to London, um, she she stayed. So ah. yeah. We broke up. Mm, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, we're still friends, but <laughs> um, she, yeah, I lived with her for years, and um, and I love that. Like, I mean, I write about it a bit in my book because I mean, she wasn't like technically my carer because I don't have any, you know, condition. <laughs> she did seem like my carer. She was very good to me and made sure like that I ate vegetables and you know, spoke, talked about my feelings and stuff like that. <laughs> so I miss her. I miss her a lot. And I think she misses me too. Um, but um, yeah, so hopefully she'll hear this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I talk to her all the time. So. How do you remember to eat your vegetables now? I, I just have tattoos all over my body. <laughs> broccoli, broccoli. Um, <laughs> broccoli, put in your mouth, mouth, hold in your face. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's complicated and it's not attractive. But it's um it's how I get my five day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Noah, I can't believe you were taking a drink when I was giving you. One I'm of my so drinks. sorry. I tried to not do it in the microphone. <laughs> oh my god, amateur. <laughs> oh, I'll cut. I'm gonna cut all this out. <laughs> Leave it in. It's funny. Okay. <laughs> it just shows that you're human. You know. Uh-huh. You, need, you need to be hydrated, just like a just like a fern. I might not have uh editorial control over this actually so i'm not sure if this will be in or not uh (laughs) but uh i don't i don't want to i want to go back to when you were growing up but just so that i can figure this out the sister that you lived with was that the same sister that you had a television show with no that was a different sister okay Uh, yeah how many siblings do you have well, so many. I mean, I just have so much. Like, that's the thing, isn't it? It's just so much to know. <laughs> Do you but even know? My sister Lily was in um, my show Fancy Vittles with me. And she, so she's very funny. Actually, like, definitely two of my sisters are funnier than I am. Like, but I'm the only comedian. <laughs> and if you think about how, like, being a comedian and being funny really are often not linked at all like i know so many comedians i'm sure you do too noah that are like not funny <laughs> they are not funny they're just like i don't know confident or i don't know 
um, I don't know. But then I know so many funny people who aren't comedians and who would never dream of being a comedian. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think the two are very, very not really related at all. I have seen you do stand up, and I've read your book, and you your whole shtick is not exactly confident. Right. Thanks so- <laughs> it's great. No, it's so refreshing and sweet. <laughs> but how? What? I mean, I can. I can look back on like American television and think of all these, these clear influences to what I think is funny. Uh, what Eddie Murphy DVD? Like I saw Raw when I was like seventeen, mm-hmm. and you know, like I laughed a lot, but I wasn't like, oh, "It's me up, that's me up there," you know, <laughs> like very, very different <laughs> to what I ended up doing. Like it didn't enter my head that maybe I could do comedy. Like, um, so I mean, I'm trying to think like. Then, like, when I started to do comedy, then I met, like, comedians like David O'Doherty, who's an Irish comedian who's really funny, and then other, like, Josie Long, who's an English comedian, and then I gradually started hearing about people um, like Maria Bamford, who I just saw, like, at Max Funcon, who's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, growing up, I don't think I really had, like, comedy influences, you know? I mean, I, I guess I started watching The Simpsons when I was about 11, and I thought that was funny, but I can't really place that and watch... Stand up, stand up wise. I mean, I just didn't see any until I was like seventeen. So yeah. So you were growing up in paradise. Yeah. And watching The Simpsons and reading Roald Dahl books with your countless siblings. Which oh, that that's right. You your family did fostering. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they still do. Yeah, they still do. So um, I think. Yeah, I think I mo- I had sort of like moved out by the time they got into it seriously. So um yeah. <laughs> like their hobby, their addiction. Mm-hmm. They're addicted to babies. <laughs> so what was a day in the life at that household? When I was what age? Uh I don't know. Any age. Choose an age. Oh, well, I don't know. Okay, so maybe when I was 16. I would just wake up tonight next to whatever guy. <laughs> <laughs> I would smoke my head off and uh. then I would <laughs> go to school, tell the teachers to fuck off, and then drive home drunk. <laughs> I get KFC on the way. No, <laughs> there's no KFC. I actually don't know when they came to Ireland, but they did, so they're ruining things there now. But um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was it. I mean, and then God, a blur, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so let's take it back uh, maybe 11 years when you're five, six, seven. Yeah. How many siblings did you have then? I guess I had like five or six maybe around that time. Or no, when I was five. Maybe I had like four when I was five. Mm-hmm. Or no, three. God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know. I mean, just, I mean, very similar probably to most American kids. Like, just, you know get up, have disgusting porridge that my dad made, and then, yeah, go to school, be a legend. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, yeah, read. I mean, that was, like, my only hobby, reading and, like, playing in the garden and stuff. Not very, not, yeah, I can't, really can't remember. Also, like, I think I'm just, like, remembering photos that I've seen, and I'm just, like, putting myself into the photos. Uh-huh. And be like, I lived in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Were you and your 
siblings and your foster siblings very close? Uh, yeah, very close family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like sort of the, I don't know, the Corleones or... Um... <laughs> uh yeah very close murderous family (laughs) so you grew up killed it in school yeah killed it on the home front yeah when did you decide you wanted more than this life do you mean when did i decide to start doing comedy uh i mean when did you leave that place oh um so i left when i was 17 and I moved to New York for a year to be an au pair mm-hmm. and then um I listened to a lot of hip-hop music <laughs> and then <laughs> I came back came back to Ireland and did like a I started college but I dropped out um very like right like after two months and then um I like was waitressing for a while and then I went back to college and did um a photography degree and um like as part of like a communications course, mm-hmm. but I'm not a very good photographer. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like I used to kind, I think maybe when I went to like communications college, I was like, maybe I'll work in radio. That's what I thought, but I wasn't really sure even what that meant. And then I started to do comedy like in my final year. And then I was just like working in a clothes shop and doing comedy at nighttime and um, real Aaron Brockovich. And then, <laughs> and yeah and that was I mean what what was that like eight years ago or something yeah and then I just started doing comedy full-time after about a year why did you move to New York um because I like I guess for the same reason that any young person or like any person moves to New York is like to have an adventure and to like to live in New York that Mm. was like that was what I I had really a really um mixed up idea of it like I was like I was imagining myself like wearing like a black turtleneck and like eating sushi (laughs) being sophisticated but I guess 17 I was au pair I was like living in with family and just like cleaning off um macaroni and cheese all the time (laughs) playing with a baby which like was was lovely but it wasn't um like you know I don't know what I was thinking like that's been a thing that's always like happened not happened to me is a thing that I do is like I imagine things all dif- differently than how they're going to be <laughs> <laughs> I always just like find myself in the situation and it's like wow I was not expecting this <laughs> I mean I imagine that it was a bit of a culture shock yeah I mean actually like of course because you know um everything about New York was um, bigger and brighter. And like, I still get that feeling when I go to New York, actually just like that, like kind of greedy feeling. Like I was like, want more, <laughs> I want more. Um, and like, I really felt, I think the first time you go there, you're just like, oh, how can I like get the most out, you know? Um, I really, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's a fantastic place. Like I've been back there since a few times and I've done comedy there a few times as well. Um, and I love it, you know, mm-hmm. like London is cool as well. Like London's great and it's big and I think it's, you know, it comes close on some level, but, um, it's not as good. <laughs> you moved to college. Where, in, where did you go to college? I went to college in Dublin, which is like three hours away from where I grew up. And mm-hmm. I went to college in like, um, it's called Colossal Doolig <laughs> in Dublin. 
and it's um I don't know if it's still the case but at the time it was a tiny little like a technical college like not a university and it was on just on the top floor of a building with um like a secondary school on the other floors so you know uh teenage kids like just doing um just doing second like high school mm. um and they used to bully us like so much like, <laughs> hippies <laughs> like oh the f-ing hippies <laughs> and um yeah because there was only like i don't know like 50 of us or something and um just like i don't know what we were doing just like smoking our brains out and looking through view viewfinders <laughs> and the kids <laughs> I remember once there was like a fire alarm so the whole building had to like go out in the car park and they were just like throwing bread rolls at us and calling us names <laughs> was it was it a boarding school um no no it wasn't no um it was just like a rough uh school in a rough part of town <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hard to explain you should visit <laughs> I it sounds great yeah because I imagine that if I were a ruffian, I'd be trying to get in with the college students who had the good stuff, you know? Right, right. Little ragamuffin who wants to smoke their brains out too. Yeah. Maybe they were jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they probably just felt sorry for us though. <laughs> <laughs> and then did you stay in Dublin for a while after that? Yeah, because, I mean, I started to, to do comedy then and Ireland is so small. The only place really you can you know, if you're like making a living from comedy, you kind of have to live in Dublin. Um, and cause I was doing like telly work and radio work that was all in Dublin. So yeah, I just stayed there. I mean, the thing I never, I was never like made a decision to live in Dublin. I just, um, feel like I just like ended up, ended up there and was, was really happy there for years, you know, mm-hmm. but then suddenly I was like, Oh my God, I've lived here for 10 years. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It just goes, time goes by Noah. Yeah. It really does. I don't know if you know that. That's a secret that I just found out, but time goes by. <laughs> I've been feeling that. Yeah, well, you're quite elderly now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, old man. Old man Jacobs. All the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bed after this interview. Right. Well, what time is it there? It's about 5 o'clock. In the afternoon? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I guess that. I guess it's good that you asked what time it was because that joke wouldn't have been funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> when people listen to it in the future. But now, we left a pause, too, for them to fill with laughter. <laughs> <laughs> what a pair of holes. Uh, did you, when you were living in Dublin, is there, like, do comedians tour to other countries in Europe? Um, yeah, I mean, I did gigs, like, in, um, I think that I was lucky because the year I started to do comedy, somebody dropped out of the Adelaide Fringe Festival, which is um, obviously in Australia. And uh, it's like the big, second biggest fringe festival in the world. It's like a massive big arts arts festival. And uh, so I got to go to that the first year. And then um, that just kind of like set me off on all sorts of tours. Like for, for years, I would go over to Australia and do the Melbourne Festival and um, New Zealand like they've got some brilliant comedy festivals there too in Auckland and in um and Wellington and then I guess I did the Edinburgh festival was my first international festival and that's um really fun like anyone who anyone who loves comedy it's just like you know there's like 2,000 shows on every day and Edinburgh is like a beautiful fairy tale city and Mm -hmm. 
um, it's great for performers because you do you do 20, 28 nights in a row. Um, so if it, you know you don't often get that much stage time yeah. when you're starting out, so it's really really valuable and yeah, brilliant experience. You know, so I think I did my first Edinburgh show in two thousand six, and um, yeah, and then all the other festivals as well. Then every year you kind of get into a cycle of them, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, um. Yeah, they're great. Like, I mean, I haven't done them now for the past two years, but, um, and I didn't really miss them. But <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of my friends here now in London, the comedians are getting ready for Edinburgh. It's, it's every August. So um, loads of people are writing their shows and like freaking out. And um, like part of me is like, oh, it's exciting. But another part of me is like, for you. <laughs> <laughs> the lazy part. Uh-huh. So you're, you were touring pretty quickly after starting comedy. Yeah, sometimes I think like too quickly because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know now, like when I started, like a, a, I mean, I think the big difference is I used to have I used to like know what I was going to say, so I'd almost have like a script mm. and say the same thing, kind of no matter what happened. because <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought that's how you did it. Like I just didn't know. Whereas and um, now like yeah so anyway so I had this I had a show like I had an hour-long show and everything and it was like I'm sure it was fine and it did well you know it was fine but um now looking back on it I yeah I can see how much I've changed and like how much my my way of working has changed and I think I mean yeah maybe I was at, at, on the road a bit too soon but then that's probably what pushed me to you know to write as much as I did and stuff you know mm. Can you think of any jokes from your first couple of years that you would still feel proud of saying on this on this show? Um, I mean, sometimes I still use one of my very first jokes just because like, because oh, it's because it's about where I'm from, like about Cove. I don't know if I just even said it to you about Cove is famous because it's the last place titanic stuff yeah you said that earlier yeah and i say i've said that for years it's like the only thing and i think it's just like a comfort one or something (laughs) (laughs) and also because i mean that's what so many comedians start out with talking about like where they're from and what you know yeah and and like it was kind of a way yeah i I don't know it is kind of a funny thing as well i think you know that it's quite a sad thing that like that's (laughs) my hometown is like not even that famous for yeah Mm. But I think that's probably the only thing. Everything else has, um, I don't really remember what else. I think I used to do like little poems and stuff like that on stage. But um, I don't really remember. Like for the first two years, I have absolutely no memory of like what I used to say because I used to be so terrified and like not look at the audience and just uh, like black it out afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I really don't remember much, like honestly, about those gigs and and um, yeah just because I was like too scared to and I wouldn't really work on my material I'd just be like I'm gonna try it again you know mm-hmm. not, um, not really change and not really like read the room as well as I can now and stuff mm-hmm. so I don't actually remember when did you start doing the hidden camera show and um, I think 2007 so just like a year after I started doing comedy and um, they needed people they were making a hidden camera show in Dublin and um they just asked me to audition for it like I was still working in a clothes shop at the time and um yeah so I started doing it then like I uh and yeah it was 
they found it difficult to get people. I think it takes a certain kind of like psychopath <laughs> to be good at that. And for some reason, I was like good at holding my nerve. I didn't enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. I found it so nerve wracking, but I could do it. Like I could do it quite um, effectively. <laughs> Were hidden camera shows a big thing? Um, no, they've gotten really, really popular again now. Yeah. There's tons of them on like on British TV and on Irish TV now. Um, I think maybe like I'm not a particular fan of them. I, I like the one that we made. It was called Naked Camera. Like I, I did quite like it. I'm co- kind of sheepish about it, but because it was a hidden camera show, like which is basically you go and you ruin a stranger's day and then you like <laughs> ask them to um you know pressure them to sign a release form or whatever. But um I did like I feel like usually we were the butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. You know anyway I can justify it to myself like kind of so don't feel too bad but um and it was quite funny I haven't watched it in years like we did a few series but I haven't watched it in years but um they yeah they just made a British version of it now actually but I'm not in that (laughs) when I think of hidden camera shows in America I just think of like people dressed up like clowns kicking strangers what was the (laughs) <laughs> what was the the, the the thesis of naked camera you just gave away your best idea kid <laughs> am i gonna kick a person <laughs> um, well my characters i did a few different things i was like a psychic who um pretended to be oh no like i pretended to be a uh god was it? an estate agent but then i pretended also to be psychic and <laughs> <laughs> And then I also dressed as a traffic warden and like gave people tickets, guys. And then if they, and then I was like, oh, if you bring me out on a date, you don't have to pay for the ticket. <laughs> Classic. Uh, so that was my main thing. Was and then I also like dressed as the bride and was like, you have to marry me. It's got funnier when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you develop these ideas or were you just handed things by writers? Oh, yeah, no, Jesus, we had no writers. Like, we just had, like, we would, like, just go in, like, a shopping center and then see whatever wigs we could find. And then, like, <laughs> and then, like literally just be, like, we need three more minutes. So, like, once I remember, it was, like, raining and we were all just, like, standing on the street and we had to get, like, to enough material to finish off the second episode. We were, like, so desperate. And then I was, like, I know, I'll be an umbrella inspector. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an umbrella I'm so dumb. So yeah, no, we didn't have writers. No way, jeez. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. I guess if you saw the show, you'd understand what. <laughs> <laughs> so what was Fancy Vittles? Fancy Vittles was a show that I did with my sister. It was like um a cooking comedy show kind of, and so yeah, like I basically did my stand up, and she like made food in the background. So we just did one series of it. It didn't get recommissioned. Um, but I like it. I'm proud of it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you think that you're gonna that you'd ever work with your sister again? What is what is your family's ambition? Um. Oh no, she's like totally. No, no. That I kind of tricked her into doing it. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, 
she never like watches me on telly or anything um but no so I don't think that we would do it again actually we finished it in 2010 so it feels like it was a long time ago um because like I've done like I've written a book since then I really not done you know I'm just doing more writing now but yeah and Lily um Lily is a food writer so she's like she's really busy she's written the book she and she's just finished her second um cookbook actually as well and um she's had kids and stuff so yeah I think it's well over hmm. so you were making a living probably touring and doing the naked camera show in Dublin why did you leave Dublin why did you go to London I just wanted to change really and um, also like I'm not doing as much stand-up anymore like I'm I'm more um writing so mm. I just thought it would be good to I mean I heard David Sedaris saying before that like moving to a new place is very good for your writing because you're more observant because you're trying to figure out like how everything is done now he was talking about Paris and I think that would probably be like you know a really brilliant idea because you move somewhere where you don't even know the language or how anything works and then you would be forced to really watch and really observe but I think it's like kind of helpful in London as well. I do find it like re very stimulating and very creative city, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Dublin is too, but I was there for a long time. So, what are the main differences between Ireland and London that you were exploiting? Well, I mean, like, there's there's not huge difference. The only, I mean, the difference I think is just like the sheer size of the city. I mean, like. Dublin city centre you know you can walk around it and it's you know I always just like found myself on the same three streets <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and like you know it's small and you just get to know there's only you know so many comedians there's only so many writers and you get to know people and that sense of community really um you know it really has its advantages mm -hmm. um but it's also can get quite um I don't know I felt a bit stifled but like I don't really think that's the place it's probably more me but it's true that it's definitely smaller. And um, yeah, so in London, I don't know, there's more anonymity. There's more, there's just, um, there's just more of everything. Like there's more opportunities. There's more people doing interesting things. And there's, um, it's just the scale. That's, I mean, that's the big difference, really just the size of the place, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, like there's more galleries, there's more concerts, there's, and all that stuff I, I think anyway helps me with my writing, you know, when there's, um, when there's creative stuff going on, like not necessarily comedy actually, but um, music and, and writing. And, you know, I think that's all good for me to see, you know, mm -hmm. although having said that since I moved here, I mean, I'm here now almost six months. I definitely like, I'm finding it hard to settle into one big project. I think maybe I'm like too creatively stimulated. Like I'm just like, oh, look at that, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to maybe um, rein it in a bit. Yeah. The way that, like big places in America, like New York City and Los Angeles, people from all over the states come and and uh, bring their their Midwest or whatever background to it. Are, is there the same sort of thing in London? How I mean, are there people from lots of different countries who are all coming together and working together? Um, definitely. Like it's like. Ireland is only Ireland isn't a very diverse um culture like it's only probably started to get like the outside people moving in in the last like 15 years or something um like Dublin isn't too bad now there's like 
you know, there's like communities from all over. But yeah, London is like brilliantly diverse. Like it's just amazing. It's, it's brilliant. Um, I don't know. Like I don't even know how many. I'm I'm just trying to think how that like if that is affecting me or 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 my work. Like I don't. It's too early to tell. I guess. Yeah. Um. But it certainly feels like more interesting. <laughs> you know that it's not just like everyone's just monocultural. Like mm -hmm. it's uh, yeah. It is that is the good thing about cities, and I think it's all like everyone bringing their own backgrounds like you said that's true but also like people that move to cities are ambitious like that's why they've come to city, like big cities like they want they want to do something they want to make stuff and you know probably I mean b boringly it's often money but like it's often just like they want to make good art that people and find people that will appreciate it you know um, mm -hmm. and that's just fantastic to be around what do you hope that you're bringing to it it's a good question there's so many Irish moving here now there always has been um a lot of Irish in London but um there's loads there's loads more now there's loads of young Irish people here and there's lots of like they're putting on nights and they're but so me personally um I wonder I don't know I mean I'm not really gigging um that much so I am kind of just like sitting in my house taking from the city rather than giving back <laughs> <laughs> at the moment so um so yeah, I should probably, yeah, I should probably, thank you, Noah. I need to get the finger <laughs> go and offer my services. Is that something that's important to you? Like representing South Ireland? Um, it's, well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that my Irishness is a part of me, but I don't think it's um the defining one, you know? Mm -hmm. What do you consider the defining thing? Oh, just my rock and bod and my great attitude. <laughs> <laughs> that is how I want to be remembered. Mm -hmm. on stone. Here she is, the Hig Bomb, rock and bod and great attitude. <laughs> so Ireland's number three. Yeah, oh, yeah, and Irish. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, a, there's like... I don't know if you think too much about being Irish and you're a writer, I think you could, you might go crazy. So I try not to. You how, know. how do you mean? Because there's so many, um, there's so many Irish literary, you know, that, like I think a lot about Edna O'Brien. She's one of my favorite writers and she lives in London and, um, I don't know, like William Trevor and like James Joyce, <laughs> like mm -hmm. all these amazing writers that are Irish. So I think if you if if I thought too much about being Irish and being a writer, I think it could be kind of paralyzing, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just like it's just I try not to think about it. Huh. I'm talking to you. Yes. Yeah. Everyone is really annoyed at me because I'm yelling on Skype. Mm -hmm. I hear the non-amplified actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're down in the, what is it? What are the people called that pay a penny? Oh, I don't know. Oh, gosh. That's um, it. I mean, is it like a Shakespearean word? Yeah. God, I don't know what they're called. Maybe we'll just call them um, penny farthings. That's the type of <laughs> <laughs> Uh Do you think that you'll stay in London? 
Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, just today I was like hanging my pictures on the wall and I was like, this must mean I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> just because I know that when it comes to it, I won't be able, you know, the way you're not supposed to hang pictures on the wall because I'm renting. So, and I was thinking like, oh, I'll have to like take these nails out and fill it back up again and paint it. It's like, I'm never going to get to do it. And then <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'll just stay here for a while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's easier. Who are, are you living, are you living alone now? Uh, no, I live with other people. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> How often do you see your family? Um, uh, like regularly, they're not far, you know, they're like just an hour and a half away. So, and I still do a little bit of work here and there in Ireland. So I see them every, every few months, every couple of months, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you able to give away what you're working on now? Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what am I working on now? I'm working on, I mean, actually, what I'm doing mainly is, like, I'm writing column. I write a column every week for the Irish Times, and um, that's, like, the main thing I'm doing at the moment. And I write another one for, like, a UK newspaper, but... um. Yeah, it's very, it takes a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a really long time. And, uh, but I love doing it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, it's me. Mm -hmm. um, but he's got money. <laughs> 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 so I do still do stand. And some gigs I do, I just love. Like, like with the, uh, I, w I went to, to Max Funcon and that was fantastic. You know, like doing gigs like that are just like, so, because that was in, as you know, you were there, is in, is in like a great, like summer camp for like adults who all really like, I don't know, we're just really on board. And um, mm -hmm. I mean, that's brilliant, but that's exceptional. You know, often gigs are sort of like, not like a heartbreaking, you know, like you just go and actually it's not so much the gigs themselves it's like all the lifestyle around so like traveling around on your own the whole time right heating in garages and you're just just talking about yourself to strangers and um not not talking to not they don't talk back mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing to do so yeah what how uh how on board are are uh european stand-up comedy crowds is it a thing that people go to just to go to a comedy show or is it like background noise uh well i guess it, it really varies from club to club i mean like i did a show last night in london it was this was like a small club there's about 40 people there and they were like so into it and there was new acts on and it was just it felt like it felt like really fun and it felt like um I don't know like it was really refreshing and mm -hmm. um, I mean I hadn't done a gig in ages either for, but then I mean there are obviously places where you go and it's like you know there's like chicken wings <laughs> and you're trying to talk and stuff but I mean I just steer clear of those gigs I'm lucky that I can you know yeah that said I'm pretty broke at the moment so maybe <laughs> maybe I should take the chicken wings <laughs> 
Okay, Maeve, now's the part that you get to plug anything you'd like. Your stuff, uh, my stuff, your sister's stuff, whatever you want to plug. Oh, well, can I use my joke from earlier where I was like, butt plugs? <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. I think it's very grown up. I think that's like <laughs> the most mature thing to say. <laughs> no, it's been it's been nice talking to you, Noah. I feel like it's like um, it's been very one sided, but I guess that's the an interview. Mm-hmm. That's the deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's... So you're so you got away with it. You didn't have to say one bloody thing about yourself. Oh, I know. It was like blah blah blah. Well, you could have asked. I yeah. would have answered. <laughs> Yeah, I should have asked, actually. Noah, expl- <laughs> can you describe a typical day for me when you were tired? <laughs> I don't know what age. Any age. Oh. Oh, this isn't asking me questions. This is just making fun of how unprepared I was for this interview. <laughs> yeah, questioning the questioner. No, you were very prepared. So you read my book and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't even read that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you ever want to interview me for anything, I'll do it. Thanks, Noah. Uh, so that's what you're you're plugging butt plugs. <laughs> yeah. Any specific brand? <laughs> I guess just like a homemade butt plug. Just like save yourself some money and get. No, I don't even know. No, if anybody wants to, then they should read my book. That's the easiest thing. Or they could just watch my fancy videos because it's all on, on YouTube. My friend put it up there, even though he wasn't allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all up there. It's funny. And your book is called? My book is called We Have a Good Time, Don't We? And you can buy that. You can buy it. You can photocopy it. Well, where, where can you buy it? Oh, God. I don't know. Oh, I know that it's an ebook. I mean, not an ebook, but like I know, I like I know you can put it on a Kindle, mm, or okay. else you could just buy it like at the book depository, mm-hmm. or in a bookshop. But I think only in like um. Co- Maeve Higgins Part Two. Yeah. <laughs> the okay. Books. Well, I'm going to stop recording now.